Good morning, Julia. Good morning, my lease. How are you doing today? I'm not too bad, but I know you've been having a, a little bit of a stressful start to your day. Yeah, like uh, technology is not collaborating with me this morning. I'm trying to place orders and it's just not going through. And anyways, it is what it is. I'll figure it out. I had a hell of a week last week because we had an issue with one of our servers and um, so this company that I've been dealing with for like 20 years um, has decided overnight that they were stopping what they were doing. Oh my goodness. And so they kind of left me stranded with uh, um, having to find a, an alternate solution very quickly. Um, and so that was happening. And also we had a, a server that, that broke last week. So I had to kind of move some customers from one server to another, uh, migrate the whole thing to a new server over the weekend. So I had a stressful week. It's been like, uh, well, I guess so. So how, how does the company just like stop? Did they give you any notice or anything or just like, stop? no, I, I did not get an email or anything. Um, wow. Uh, they did not, and then and then something happened with a customer of mine, and uh, I I could not retrieve their domain name, and I needed this guy to um, respond so I could fix what was going on, and um, and I was like trying to to uh, to talk to them and email and message, and I I tracked the guy, and I was sending him messages on Facebook, and oh my. just ignored completely, no answer, no eventually it got resolved because i went uh, like over him like i went higher wow. than than him and and uh but it was a hassle and uh yeah so just decided that he was closing shop and that uh you know that was it wow the joys of small business. 20 years yeah 20 years of 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 i almost felt like the guy died you know wow. and, and it's funny because that's what we're going to be talking about today I yeah. almost feel like I'm mourning this relationship, right? And what are we talking about today, Mylise? We're talking about the one kind of subject that's a little taboo, grief and grieving and, and how do you deal with it, especially with Valentine's Day coming up or or any, any celebration. Any, yeah, any celebration. So the thing is, we wanted to do this show for a while now. Yeah. because we've both been dealing with grief and uh so i've i've lost my mom in in uh, 2020 um and then my lease lost her father in 2021 and and then her her son as well well uh, so i'll stop you there they say things come in threes so i lost my dad october 3rd my son november 24th 33 years old and now my sister's mother-in-law passed away february oh. 3rd so you know what they say they things come in threes so i'm like i hope this is it for now right yeah so we had oh, you know three I'm sorry for her loss three deaths in four months so that's a lot to handle and and so we we've been wanting to do this show because 
um, we wanted we wanted to do the show originally before Christmas. Christmas so, yeah. so you know, people who are grieving at that time, it's really a hard time, Christmas time. It is. Um, so we wanted to do it before Christmas. Unfortunately, it didn't pan out, but now we thought Valentine's Day coming. Mm -hmm. uh, like for your mom, your poor mom, it's going to be so hard for her on Valentine's yeah. Day. Yeah. So we're going to talk to someone who can um, give us some tips and, and uh, um, solutions on how to to deal with all that emotion. Yeah, exactly. Well, not only Valentine's Day, we just went through my dad's 90th birthday, which, you know, was would have happened with him here. And, and of course, now he's in heaven. I still wished him a happy birthday. But the thing was, with my mother, how do you approach this? How do you deal with this? Mm -hmm. You know, I'm grieving too, but, she, you know, she's grieving the loss of a 66-year-old best friend. Like, well, he was 89, but they were together, married for 66 years, and suddenly he's gone. So, again, yeah. it, it was one of those subjects, you know, like, what do we do? Do we still buy a cake? You know, do we celebrate his birthday? Do we, is that going to really upset her? Like, there's so many questions that you don't know how to deal with somebody who's grieving and then I'm grieving myself as well. So it's like, I think it's a good time to have a guest on the show. So I'm going to let you introduce her. She's backstage and we're going to bring her on in a few minutes. Um, so go ahead. So our guest is Shannon Ball. She's the patient and family supportive services coordinator at care for hospice. But that's as much as I'm going to say for introduction. So, because I'm going to have Shannon introduce herself and let us know exactly what she does there. All right. So, we'll welcome her. Hi, Shannon. Good morning. Hi. 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 Thank you for having me. Well, thank you for coming on. We've been discussing this topic for quite some time, my Lisa and I, wanting to uh, speak to someone. I know that when um, my mom passed away, um, I actually. Um, saw a counselor because at, at, at some point there was too much confusing emotions because I had a very weird relationship with my mom too. So it was very confusing. So I did seek um, counselors, but, and there's a lot of help out there. And I know that uh, care for supports the people while they're in hospice and, and, and the family while they're in hospice. So I'm going to let you talk a little bit as to what you do. Sure. Yeah. So I'm, I'm the patient and family supportive services counselor at the hospice in Cornwall. So a lot of my job, it, it uh, comes with supporting those patients and families even before they come to hospice. We have a large list of community palliative clients. And of course, uh, at that stage, anticipatory grieving has already started for these families. So they're in, they're in need of support during that time, as well as when that time comes to actually have them admitted for end of life care. So any support that I can offer through that stage, of course, that's offered. And after the loss takes place as well, we always reach out to families after the loss to check in and, and to ask if they're interested in our grief support services. Uh, and that would include either one-on-one -on -one support or we also have a couple different kinds of grief support groups as well. well I know uh, I know hospice is just an awesome place because like I told you, we experienced it very briefly with my dad, um, like very briefly. Uh, a bed came available on the Saturday. We came in at 20 to 
at 20 to 4 in the afternoon. And unfortunately, he passed at 20 past 4 that next morning. But hospice was absolutely amazing. I have to say, we could not have done that by ourselves. You guys were just so supportive, so welcoming. Like, you took over as the caregivers and let us as the family do our job as the family instead of caregivers. It was amazing. So thank you so, so much. Of course. And that's one of the most common things we hear from families is just that role of being a caregiver is so overwhelming. And a lot of times families are in this role for months before coming here, you know, so it's, it's exhausting and it's so reassuring for families to come in and just know that they're allowed to have that time to just be with them no longer as a caregiver but to just enjoy their time with them as family members it it makes for a much more um deeper connection and 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 yeah. uh, uh um probably a a much better goodbye i guess eh absolutely yeah, yeah. getting this yeah. stuff out of the way the the yeah, that, that was definitely the one thing we found because at home we were, you know, trying to be the caregiver and, and trying to be supportive. And it was, like you say, totally exhausting. So that was wonderful. So, so I want to talk about, um, okay, so when there's hospice, that is a, it's, 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 it's a place where you can set up like the stage to say your goodbyes. You, you're allowed to say your goodbyes. You know that this is happening. You can prepare for it. My thing is, what do you do when you don't have that opportunity? So how can you cope with grief when somebody is taken away from you suddenly? Like, for instance, my dad, we had time to prepare. He had cancer and we knew the end was coming. But on uh, November 24th, my 33-year-old son passed from a massive heart attack. He was there one day and then gone. No chance to say goodbye. So like Julia asked, how do you deal with that? It's, it's one of those concepts where I would say even when family members know that the loss is approaching, there's once it takes place, there's no way to actually prepare for how you're going to feel when that person actually passes. Mm -hmm. So I would say there's always that element of shock and disbelief once once the death actually occurs. But like you said, when when someone knows that someone's palliative, that 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 the end of their time is coming, there is that uh, opportunity to prepare as best as you can, in a sense, for the loss. So when, when you have absolutely no anticipation that a loss is going to happen, it definitely is a, a very unique grieving experience. And I would say in those cases, the shock and the disbelief, um, those emotions last a lot longer in, in these kinds of losses. I've, I've had clients where even, even about a year after, they're, they're still in disbelief and there's still that element of shock that I, I can't believe that they're gone. There's no way to prepare. And so I think it just takes more time and more more support kind of working through those emotions of disbelief, shock, uh, the element of not being able to say goodbye to mm -hmm. that's it's very powerful to have to go through something like that. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, I think that's the biggest part for me is I didn't get to say goodbye. We had a conversation on the Monday and then Tuesday early like uh, to Wednesday early morning he was gone. 
and and i'm exactly like that how could this have happened what could uh, also my thing was what could we have done could we have seen it like you're kind of blaming you're not blaming yourself but you're guilty because you didn't see it coming but you can't see it coming so that's another thing how does one deal with that kind of feeling yeah and and again it's i think guilt is one of the main emotions that people experience through grief no matter what the situation is surrounding the loss um, but it, it really takes the time to actually work through those elements of what are you feeling guilty about and again of kind of observing those emotions from afar because realistically we know that there's nothing that we could have done uh, but those elements of of guilt still come in so it takes really working through it um, absolutely. I always recommend no matter what type of loss you experience, seeing a grief counselor or someone that that's their professional job is to kind of assist people through that journey and kind of work through these elements. Um, I would always recommend doing that, even if, if it's just one time seeing someone, uh, because, you know, personal supports are great, but sometimes, uh, we don't hear the things that we sometimes are needing to hear from people that are the closest mm -hmm. to us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. It's uh, sometimes the people who are closest to us are too close to us <laughs> to um, to objectively uh, yeah. see yeah. this situation. And uh, I know that um, seeing a counselor really, really helped me um, realizing why I was feeling why what I was feeling because um, so uh, I was really, really close to my dad. And when he passed away, I, I grieved and, you know, it was a frustrating situation and I didn't get to say goodbye either with him, but, but I, I got back on my feet and eventually, you know, it was okay. But with my mom, I was completely devastated and I had no relationship with her. Like I was pretty much um, like, it was very, very complex relationship throughout our lives. But, I figured out with my grief counselor that the, what I was grieving was not necessarily the loss of my mother, but the loss yeah. of the possibility to fix that relationship. Mm -hmm. And so that's why it was so hard to accept for me, because now that was it. I would not be fixing this ever again. And I'm a control freak. So, <laughs> so that was, that was what I was uh, dealing with, but yeah, no, the, and, and the grief counselor would like, he pinpointed that thing, like, right away like he could see it right away so yeah i think it's it's a good idea to see like you said at least once mm -hmm. to just kind of put you on a on a good path and on a good track yeah because right now i i think i can handle it but i'm wondering if i even can like you said and it's it's natural to feel that way too you know it's it's not meant to be something that's easy to deal with and that's one of the most common things i hear from clients that i see is i just want to feel back to normal like and and sometimes they're feeling this way only like a few months after the loss takes place mm -hmm. and it's just kind of reassuring that the way that you're feeling right now is exactly where you need to be and as difficult as it is feeling the pain of the loss that's one step that kind of pushes you to, to move forward. It's necessary to feel the pain of the loss. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because a lot of, I've been reading a lot of stuff and, and people say you don't move on, you move forward. Like that person is never going to be forgotten about. 
You just have to move forward and find ways to cope with it. So with Valentine's Day coming up, for somebody who's lost their partner, what kind of, or any celebration, like what kind of uh, pointers do you have? Like how does one deal with that? How does the grieving person deal with it? I think everybody's experience and their their grieving situation is so unique. So I think open communication, that's one of the best tools that people and family members can have with each other because it's it's difficult enough navigating our own grief experiences, but having to consider uh, how those around us are grieving as well and the family, friends, um, that that can become very messy, especially when you have one person that it's very important for them to be able to incorporate the person that's passed into these anniversary dates. They want to talk about them. They want to include them somehow um, versus someone else maybe on a little bit of a different timeline. And it's like too difficult for them to openly discuss at that point. Right. Mm -hmm. So it, it's it's having that open communication and trying to find a balance between what works for everyone, too. Um, while also saying, okay, maybe with the family, we can approach it this way. But me personally, I still need to have these rituals for myself, right? It's, it doesn't have to be um, everybody included in your grieving ritual if they're not ready for it. Uh -huh. um, so I think having that open communication, asking the people around you, what would you like to do? Is, that's one of the best tools that people can utilize is communication. Yeah, you're right. Because my dad's 90th birthday just passed. He passed when he was 89, four months before his 90th. So we kept my mother busy that weekend to try and take her mind off it. And then, you know, the day of his birthday came and I'm like, how do we celebrate this? Do, you know, get a cake, you know, say happy birthday, dad, something like that. We didn't do it because we weren't sure. I'd yeah. say for me, that's kind of how I would have approached it with my mother. I don't think that was what she would have had in mind because it's still, she's still really grieving this. So again, like you said, open communication because you really don't know how to do it. So exactly. do you think you could have asked your mom, Miley's, what she wanted to do? I think looking back now, I should have. But again, it was one of these subjects that I didn't really know what it's to do. It's so uncomfortable. It is. It's it's a subject you don't want to talk about. I actually asked Merica. I said, what do you think? My sister, I said, what do you think we should do? So what we ended up doing for dessert, we didn't have birthday cake. We had like fresh berries instead. We did something like my hubby said, let's do something completely different. Start something, you know, new because yeah. again, I should have asked her, but I didn't think to do that because it's it was so... I well, don't know. It's kind of, it, it, I, I get what you say about open communication, but it's kind mm -hmm. of, um, um, you're like, okay, well, am I going to stir up a whole bunch of things if I ask, you know? Yeah. So it's, but, it's, it's one of those topics where it's kind of like walking on eggshells a little bit. Yeah. And unfortunately that's just kind of the, the death denying culture that we all live in. So it is, it's a touchy subject to bring up. Um, unfortunately, but it's, it's also one of those things where at least asking the question, then you kind of know where that other person's at, 
you know, as as difficult as it can be sometimes. But also, you know, the fact that that you weren't able to ask at that point, you have to also be gentle with yourself, too, because you're going through those emotions just as much in a different way, different relationship. But it's still it's it's difficult to discuss those hard topics. I like the term you used, um, debt denying culture. Yeah, um, we are pretty much in a debt denying culture. Um, do you think it would be beneficial to uh, move from that kind of culture? Do you think that if we embrace death, grief would be easier? I, I think absolutely. It would make grieving a lot less stigmatized. Um, I think when, when people see their loved ones going through a loss, in a way, it's it's difficult for people to talk about. It's difficult for people to offer support just because they don't know what to say to make it better mm -hmm. for that person. There's no quick fix to grief. And us as humans, we, we really crave to have that quick fix for things. We don't like seeing the people that yeah. we love in pain. So it's such a difficult thing for people to support others that are grieving. Uh, because there is no quick fix. I think also when when we see our loved ones going through a loss, it's also that harsh reminder for us to say that could be me. You know, it's it's so universal grief and loss. It makes us uncomfortable seeing other people experience it because it makes us think subconsciously that could be me. That could be my loved one. Not only that, but it also throws your own uh, your own mortality in your mm. face. <laughs> So you deal with that as well. Yeah. 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 You can be here one day and gone the next. Nobody knows. Right. Yeah. And that, and that's why as hard as it is with my son, because in my opinion and everybody's opinion, a child should not go before their parents. He was only 33. It's like he hadn't even lived half his life. How's this possible? But then like somebody else had said, God's already planned that date for him. God already knew, you know, that that was his time and there was nothing you can do about it. That's the way I have to kind of deal with it right now because I'm not dealing with it very well. Like he shouldn't be gone. He should still be here, you know. Mm -hmm. so. But I would I would definitely say, you know, try not to have that perspective on it. The The fact that you're not dealing with it very well. Because again, like you're, you're where you're at right now for a reason uh -huh. and it's your own process, you know, to try not to be judgmental with ourselves. Uh, try to, I try to tell people to look at it. Like if your best friend was going through this experience, would we be saying to them, you're not dealing with it very well, or would we yeah. be supporting them through it? You know? Yeah. Yeah. You're, we are hard on ourselves actually. Yes, for Absolutely. sure. Absolutely. And, and and there is no right or wrong way of doing it. There is no, I should be here or I should be there. You are where you are because yep. that's where you're supposed to be. That's your process. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, another question for you, Shannon, is there, do you, are, are there things that you should, as, as somebody outside of the grief, um, is there stuff that you should not say to somebody who's grieving? 
That's that's a good question. Mm-hmm. That's something actually that comes up at our support groups very often. And again, it's such a, a unique experience for people. And, and I think that's, again, why people find supporting people that are grieving kind of uncomfortable because you don't know sometimes what people are going to take offense to, what's right, what's wrong. Just an example of that would be um, I've had someone in our support group Someone said to them, you know, they're no longer suffering anymore. To some people, that would be very comforting and they would kind of feel that way as well. And other people, they really take offense to that statement and say, he's he's not suffering, but the the place where they should be is with me. You know, it's it's not that they're in a better place. The better place was here with me. So it's it's so personal how people view these specific statements. Yeah. yeah, and it also probably de- depends on on faith and uh, mm-hmm. yes, um, for sure. I know one because uh, so my process through life, like I was very Christian when my past, my father passed away, and not so much when my mom passed away. Like I kind of lost faith along the way, um, and and I know I'm sure that one of the reasons that it was much easier with my dad is because I had faith, you know, mm-hmm. life was much easier when I had faith. <laughs> but um, so yeah, uh, it's just it, it probably depends on on where you're at, you know, spiritually, where you're at, um, mentally, where you're at. There's a there's a whole bunch of variables. Yes, a lot of factors for sure that play into how we perceive our own losses and existentially what we, we believe in too. There's mm-hmm. there's a lot of different factors for sure. Yeah, because we really don't know. My my biggest thing is whenever my son was alive, I could pick the phone up, I could Facebook chat him. I always knew where he was, right? Now it's like I have no idea where he is. Where has he gone? Like, And that's kind of really a weird thing that I think about. I don't know where he is. I like to think that he's, you know, in a place where it's bright and warm and and he has no worries and he's with my dad, but it's the unknown. Nobody knows where where he really is. So how does how do people deal with that part? I think with with that element specifically, it, again it it's people's own perception mm-hmm. of what like there's nothing universally solid that we know once someone passes, this is where we go. Right. And and that's something that can be very difficult for people, but it's, it's something I think changes as, as our grieving changes, as that, as we move through that process, it's, it's not just going to stay the same of what our beliefs are around that. It, it'll change as, as we grieve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, grief changed um, my perception of like one of the reasons my faith went down is because of grief, you know. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, that's my little um, path, I guess. Some people, it, it brings them closer. Yeah. 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 So um, to go back to uh, Valentine's Day and uh, what would you suggest a, a person who has just lost someone um, and is completely lost, um, how would you suggest they handle Valentine's Day? So I, I think it really depends where that person is in their grief. If, if they just recently went through a loss, 
Um, of course, things are going to be a lot more intense, usually, if it's a very fresh loss. Um, but it, I, I always say to people, don't, don't force yourself. If you're really not um, feeling seeing people or going out or doing anything in particular, why would we force ourselves to do that if it's not going to help us or bring us some sort of peace doing it? Um, so I would just say, try not to have expectations for yourself. I would mm -hmm. say a lot of the time, the anticipation of these anniversary dates are, are worse than actually when the day approaches. Um, that's, I hear that from a lot of people that that's their experience, that it's, it's really um, the anticipation can be a lot worse than actually facing it the day of. Um, I would say if you are planning on seeing people or doing something, always have kind of a, an escape plan in mind. If you, if you get somewhere and you're just, you're not happy, you don't want to be there, um, have, have a little escape plan in mind. Let people know you're not sure how long you're going to stay for. You're going to try it out, see how it goes. And if, if you're not feeling it, there's no shame in, in leaving early as well. Mm -hmm. We have a comment uh, from a viewer here. Uh, Ina says, I lost a 17-year-old nephew tragically several years ago. My grief changed me in a profound way. Yeah, that's how I feel about my dad's death, too. It really changed me in a profound way. Um, I went through a lot of anger, too, because it was totally avoidable. So there mm -hmm. was that kind of um, of dealing. But... Uh, yeah, it is. And, and you know, my least you were saying about getting prepared before and how, you know, when you know they have cancer, uh, you can prepare and, you know, your dad, for example. But um, with my mom, uh, I knew she was, you know, she was going to die at some point because she mm -hmm. had cancer as well. And she was uh, in the hospital. Okay, Google, stop. Sorry about that. <laughs> um, so... Um, and we were just about to move her from the hospital where she was at to Cornwall. Uh, we were talking to a hospice to see if, if they would make an exception. Anyways, they had given her three months. She was getting bad, but she had to be in palliative care and, um, she was going to transfer here. Mm -hmm. Anyways, um, we were, that was over the weekend. They were making the, the, procedures to try to move her um here and then she she just passed away from sunday to monday like you know yeah they had just said like three months and and then and then she just died suddenly overnight so um i did not get to say goodbye either you know yeah but yes. um Absolutely. Yeah. It's that, like that comment said, it, it is a profound loss and people can kind of look at their lives and say, this is who I was before this loss happened. And this is who I am. after." Exactly. The loss. It, it really does. It changes us. It changes how we see the world, how we mm -hmm. see our own lives. It, it impacts us in every way that it can, you know, and, and just like you said, that, that not being able to say goodbye yeah. Um, very similar with how my dad passed. And, and that is definitely a, a factor that impacted my grieving that we, we need to spend time working through those aspects of the experience too. Absolutely. So where can somebody go if they need help? Do you have um, suggestions for grief counselors or where are the, what resources can they uh, tap into? 
So I, I know um, the, the hospice in Cornwall absolutely offers grief support. Um, you, you don't necessarily have to have your loved one connected to the hospice to receive grief supports. It really depends on the circumstances of the loss. If it was a traumatic loss where maybe extra support is needed, we can refer to, to other community resources. But in general, the hospice is one of the, the key places in our area that offer grief supports. Um, of course, bereaved families is a really good resource as well. I think they're working on opening that back up in Cornwall, which is amazing. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I would say if if people are looking for supports, the hospice would be a great place to start. See if it's appropriate for for our services, and if not, of course, we can refer to what's most appropriate for people. And what's the contact information to get a hold of somebody at hospice? So the number for hospice is 613-938-2763. My personal extension is 4142. And my email is sball at carefor.ca. Perfect. I'm going to post that in the chat box. And then, of course, you it. can... You can probably go on the uh, care, on the hospice's website too, right? So what Absolutely. is that? It's uh, careforhospice.ca, I believe. We also have a Facebook page um, okay. that, that can directly take people to our website as well. Perfect. Perfect. Well, I want to thank you so much for being with us this morning uh, to help us uh, talk about this this difficult topic. Mm -hmm. You were great, and uh, I hope you enjoy your day. Oh, thank you so much for having me. And anything in the future, I think this is such an important topic for people. So, uh, any time you'd like to have me, of course. Wonderful. Good. Thank you thank so much. You. So much. Bye bye. bye. Thanks. Bye bye. Well, that was great. It, it was an. I know like it's Monday morning motivation and that's not quite the subject <laughs> that you want to talk about, but it was good that we did it in like a casual way because it is a hard subject. I mean, you know, I'm grieving my dad, I'm grieving my son. And then at the same time, I'm helping my mother to go through her grieving process. And it's really hard because sometimes you're not sure if you're saying or doing the right thing. Mm -hmm. You know, so I, I really wonder, I really wonder um, what part of 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 the grieving process is um, dictated by society and how we mm -hmm. deal with that and how we are told that we should feel when somebody dies. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I wonder, like, this is profound and very, you know hypothetical and deep mm -hmm. but i wonder if we were actually throwing a party when somebody dies rather than being all gloomy you know if we were like celebrating that they're gone to a new world where yeah. everything is beautiful and like i don't know like i'm i'm just wondering how mentally it would be different like i i know that some parts like you you can't avoid feeling sad when somebody leaves yeah because this world because you know but i wonder if we if we saw this as taking a trip to paris for 10 years or moving you know moving mm -hmm. to paris like you wouldn't be like crying and 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 but yeah i guess 
you're still you, um, you would miss and talk that. to that person. So it's kind of yeah, irrelevant, really. It's just you, the fact that I can't reach out and pick the phone up and dial his number, you know, that kind of thing and hear his voice. But, you know, this is really, really weird because, as you know, my son was in Calgary and, and often forgot about the time difference of two hours. So he it would maybe be midnight there, but two o'clock here and all of a sudden the phone would ring. So what are you doing, mom? Um, I'm sleeping. sleeping. <laughs> but lately... I know sometimes people get ringing in their ears and it's called, I think, tinnitus or tinnitus. something. I yeah. know my uh, I my brother-in-law has it. He's a trucker. And I think from, from the engine for the last, what, 30, 40 years. But I get this ringing and it sounds like my phone. Okay. Because it's like an old-fashioned ringing and it's in my ear. And it's not all the time, Julie. It's like, and it's not loud. Like, it's just there. So I'm like, Christian, are you trying to call me? Aww. It's kind of a comforting thought because it's almost like that's the phone, the ringing that I would hear in the middle of the night when I was sleeping. So it was kind of, oh, right to him. Yeah. And that's what I did when he passed. Um, when we went for the visitation, it was a, just a small family service because it was in Calgary. I wrote a letter before we left and I wrote him how I felt and I put it in his pocket. So I sent Aww. it off with them and it made me feel better. And my two little grandsons did the same. They went and I didn't even say anything. They saw me put something in his pocket and they went and got paper and they wrote to Uncle Chris, Uncle Christian, like how much they missed him and stuff and, and put it in, uh, in his pocket. And they're seven and nine. And it was amazing. Like they were so, yeah. they really needed that closure. But yeah, that's yeah. what I did. I wrote. I, um, I still text my mom on Facebook. I so did that. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I send her messages sometimes. I just say, yeah. oh, I'm getting teary-eyed now. <laughs> yeah. And I'm doing, this, I'm doing the same with Christian. Yeah. And it makes you feel better. And even though you know they can't respond, it makes you feel better. Because I believe they can, they can still hear us. They can still you know, communicate with us, but in a different way. Mm -hmm. And I know Katrina was saying, my daughter was saying she has my son's phone. And when he passed, my two grandsons were texting him too. Aww. Because they felt they still had that connection. She said it was really sad to read what they wrote because they were really, really upset. You know, Uncle Christian was the hero. Yeah. But just the fact that they could still communicate with him was mm -hmm. a big help, just like you said. Yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't it be something if uh, a message come back, though? <laughs> I, I'm always thinking about that. Like, I have no, no idea what I would do. <laughs> You'd be floored. Well, it's kind of weird because um, my, uh, my mother-in-law passed away in 2019, I believe it was. Mm -hmm. And, um, and um, my had access to her account mm -hmm. and so at some point um stuff started popping on the internet with her name on it and oh, everybody was goodness. freaking out <laughs> oh, <laughs> that it was him goodness. using her account <laughs> so he started signing his name at the end when he uses her account he just uh he signs louis because you know 
Yeah, that that would be a better idea because that would scare me. The, like what? the first few times he did it, it was kind of like people were freaking out. Like, what the hell? <laughs> exactly. But you know what I freaked out about the other day? This person that I know has been passed away for, I think, four years. And they sent me a friend request. Oh, I think that God. is just horrible. Yeah. When somebody hacks a... into somebody's account like that. And you know yeah. for a fact that they passed away. That was... I mean, this person that hacked into it obviously didn't know. Yeah. Or they maybe they did, but that was that was kind of scary. Yeah. Yeah, that would be kind of uh, yeah. scary for sure. <clears throat> All right. So... Anyway, we, we don't want to talk about that kind of dreary thing. I did find our oh, dog with dog. flowers. Oh, isn't he cute? I found it. We used to use that when we kind of veer off a positive subject and you start getting a little not positive. So we would use our little dog picture. I yep. found him. All right. So I uh, guess at this point, it would be time for... for... The Monday morning munchies or taste test. Monday munchies taste test. I always <laughs> have a hard time saying what it is because it's it's a mouthful. Yeah, we came up with something really uh, cute and snazzy and we can't even see I'm going to let you talk about it while I go get it. Okay. So I am pre I'm prepared for this. but So I was out uh, about a week or so ago and I came across these little guys. So what they are, they're straws, and they're filled with little beads, and they've got different flavors in them. So basically, you get a glass of uh, milk, and you have your straw, and then you suck the milk through the straw, and this flavor is supposed to burst into your mouth. So this one is fruity cereal flavor. It comes with one, two, three, four, five little straws, and you can see they have little, little tiny beads in them which is the cereal flavor. So we'll try that one. And then this other one that I picked up, this is, actually, I thought it was uh, Spider-Man or Superman or something. It looks like it's some kind of dinosaur. This one is cookies and cream flavor. So there was, I think there was about six different flavors to choose from, but I thought these were kind of interesting. And I noticed this one is gluten-free. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of a bonus as well. I'm actually trying to, I'm going to look at the ingredients. I'm always scared to look at ingredients as ingredients <coughs> that has stuff in it that we're not supposed to, you know, like my mom says, if you can't pronounce it, don't eat it. So the fruity cereal flavor has sugars, sugar, glucose, syrup, dextrose, natural flavors, colors, turmeric which is interesting because turmeric yeah it's got turmeric in it and that is like an anti-inflammatory mm -hmm. this one i'm not sure how to say it cochineal and erythrocyne i don't like those two things because i can't really say them and i want to just look at the other one the cookies and cream it's got sugar sugar glucose syrup cocoa powder artificial flavor natural colors oh Ti well, this doesn't sound good. Titanium dioxide. Oh, shoot. 
I'm not, I don't really know if I like the sound of that one, but that's cookies and cream. So, so which are you okay. opening first? Well, I got my two straws ready to go right here. Right. So whichever you want to try first. <clears throat> I love how they hide on, on behind like artificial flavors. Yeah. How the heck am I going to open this? You need a, you need a pair of scissors for this. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, because I thought maybe you could like squeeze it because obviously it's got to be held to it's held together because otherwise the little things would oh, wait a minute. Yeah, I right out think it. I need scissors. I'll be right back. Okie dokie. Yeah, so you've got that one. That is the food, fruity cereal. And this one is the cookies and cream. So you see the little beads. I'm, I'm going to feel like a little child sucking through these straws, I think. They look very interesting. Um, I got these at the Dollar Tree, but I'm wondering if uh, if we can get them somewhere locally too. Like I I like to look at Happy Popcorn because they have moved now. They've moved from where they were, where Mustache Joe's was, across to where Bicycle World was. I believe it's 150 Pitt Street. I'm I'm just saying. I'm wondering you, if you, you know can pick these uh, up at uh, Happy Popcorn. I don't know, but I'm thinking you don't need to cut it because if you cut it, then it's all going to fall in the milk. I think oh, the you goal know is to Look inside. It. Look inside, Julia. There's some little tiny holes. Oh, okay. Yeah, I so think you just sip through, through it. it. All right. So which one do you want to sip through? Like, I'm such an idiot. Let's, <laughs> yeah, I know. Me too. Because I, I had my My, my kids would have known this. I would have yeah, cut I went it too to and they would have all too. fallen on the table. Okay. Okay. So, which one Cookies do you want to try? Cream. Cookies, Cookies and, cream and cream with the uh, aluminum or whatever it was called. Titanium. Dioxide? Titanium. Titanium. Okay. Isn't that, isn't Let's try the, the titanium. That you put on uh, on the inside of of the yeah. saucepans and stuff. Something like that. Oh my god. China asks if it's made in China. Is it made in China? I don't know. Can you see anything? If it's made in China, I'm not sure. I want to. Uh, Mississauga. Mississauga, Ontario. Okay, yeah. I'm a little reassured. <laughs> okay. Okay, let's try cookies and cream. Okay, perfect. Mmm. Mmm. Oh, that's good. Don't you feel like a kid? Yes, <laughs> I, I like do. Like a big kid. Mmm. That is good. The first taste you cut, you kind of tasted more the milk, but the more you sip on it, it's like I dunked an Oreo in my mm. milk. Wow, I like that. That's good. I like it. Yeah, isn't that different? Mm. It's kind of cool. All right. So I have a second glass of milk. I hope you bought two separate glasses. No, I'm just going to use the same one. Okay. It's just the straw. All right, let's go. Okay. Which is what flavor is that one? Fruity cereal. Oh, like Fruit Loops. Mm. So at first you just taste the milk. Mm. Tastes like Fruit Loops. Mm -hmm. When you go back, it does taste like Fruit Loops. Mm. I like the cookies and creams better. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. See, it all kind of disappears dissolves yeah dissolves but what a way to well, i mean it's not the best way to make children drink milk because it's I like, like the cookies sugar and 
Mm. I guess the um, <clears throat> titanium <laughs> gives it all the flavor. <laughs> I'm back on the uh, mm. on the cookie. So am I. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm sure yeah, my cookie. kids are gonna love the rest uh, of the Cookies straws because I'm not gonna. I'm I'm yeah. more of a coffee person myself, but <laughs> yeah, me too. I'm not really sure, if, you know, if that's for me. But what a, it's a neat little thing. I might have to put that in one of my little care packages. <laughs> just send We're a glowing cow now. She said it's a titanium. <laughs> We're glowing now. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> it's because we feel funny. like little kids. <laughs> yeah. No, I think it's a titanium. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. <laughs> But it's funny because, yeah, because when you drink it, it kind of it melts in, it melts, yeah. and, then, and it just kind of sits back and it go, it hardens up again. And that's the titanium in it. <laughs> Although this one did the same thing. See, it's still. <coughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, interesting. Very, very interesting. So as always, guys, if you have anything that you would like us to taste locally because really this is about promoting local so if you have anything in mind that you think we should taste let us know and let us know where to get it and we'll go purchase it and we would love to let people know ahead of time what we're tasting so that you can taste it with us and give your comments mm -hmm. but anyway what was your one one to ten for the cookies and cream one? Oh, i'd give it a like my 10 year old self would say 10 <laughs> and your and your 11 year old self says no. 10 as well um 18 year old maybe you know six seven <laughs> but no i f for kids like i'm sure they would love that yeah definitely definitely i yeah. just wouldn't want to give them too much of it but no uh, no well i i don't think like, like how much sugar sugar is there in one oh. of those straws I Does wonder. it say anywhere? Just... Nutrition. I don't even see a nutrition. Oh, it says for nutritional information, email or write to. <laughs> okay. So once they got... oh, the fruity ones do have nutrition. Oh, do they? Oh, yes, they do. And it says sugar, sugar? sugars. Five point six grams. That's not bad. No. It isn't actually. There's no fiber, unfortunately. Sugar is 5.6. Protein is zero. And fat is zero. <laughs> Calories 24, so. I see, Linda. My 64-year-old wow. child would love it. <laughs> <laughs> it is actually, it is quite good. It's just cute. Yeah, it is. It definitely made a smile this morning. Mm-hmm. So, okay, um, suggestions for next week, people, just send it over to info at theseeker.ca or you can also just uh, text us on Facebook, um, give us your suggestions because uh, we would like to, today is Monday, so we would like to get uh, um, an item, select an item by tomorrow so we can start mm -hmm. uh, publicizing it and letting people know that we're going to be trying that item and then you can try it with us on Monday. Yeah, and get your <laughs> comments as well. I think that would be neat. 
and things are slowly reopening so if you have any events happening in the near future you can go on our calendar at uh, theseeker.ca click on events and then you can submit your events and they will be put in our calendar of events um yeah things are slowly uh, reopening i saw this morning that they're easing up um the restrictions on long-term care mm -hmm. so um people are going to be able to start going to visit again good good mm -hmm. all right uh do you have anything else miley's or i'm uh i'm trying to see if there's anything that has come up but like say there's still it's it's very very slow process people starting to post events again so uh the cornwall township lions club in bonville they're starting their breakfast february the 6th which would have been this saturday i think yeah this past saturday so you can go have your breakfast from eight to noon again there for information call 932-9396 um like I say, there's only a few little things like that. Yeah, I don't really think there's much else. Yeah, I know that um, La Maison and the Port Theater are going to start having their events again soon. So that's going to be fun. <clears throat> oh, yeah. And actually, we did have one event in our... Let me just find it. Isn't that awful? I can't think it's uh at the, i think it's at the atlantic pub in alexandria they're starting jam nights okay again on thursday evening <coughs> so excuse me it would be nice to get back to at least one or two pages of calendar in our much uh much issue your I grandson is your grandson is sending you a message my lisa oh, i love you grandma <laughs> love rowan yeah save the date every thursday from 7 to 11 jam nights at the um atlantic pub in alexandria they're starting that again so okay the so, february seeker is out you can come and get your copy in the distribution box um at the office at 327 second street east the distribution box is on the side of the building you can just yeah. grab your copy right there we're working on the march issue now so um if you have anything for us for the Mar march issue you can send it out to the, info at the seeker.ca and the flip magazine <clears throat> is women in business this one was love is in the air of course for february it's going to be women women in business women entrepreneurs right for march yes for march yes. and um the distribution box on second street if you're up at in the west end there's a distribution box on the side of my railing at 319 fourth street west as well so if you're at this end come by and pick one up in there as well all right well that's it for us for today so uh, i hope you have a fantastic rest of your day and a super duper week see you next week bye bye